There's the leg up. Oh, and no. now she's going to move forward a little bit and rock backwards a little bit. Boys don't have periods. <laughs> That's right, it is the movie muggin film stripping crossover extravaganza bonanza palooza. Part two. Second annual and possibly the last annual. Yeah. I, I'd like to think that it's not. I'd like to think that somewhere down the road they will uh, dust off those old microphones and uh, Chris could DM me and say it's on. And it doesn't even have to be December, it could be any time. Well, yeah. We will drop whatever it is we're doing. And uh, we'll do it. Uh, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, our uh, podcasting BFFs over at the Film Stripping Podcast, once a year, we get together and we all do the same movie. And uh, it's just fun. Yeah, we each get to pick one. Mm -hmm. And it's Chris's turn this time. Then it's going to be me. Then Erica and Jack will finish this thing off, as it should be. And also, for those of you that don't know, Chris and Erica from the Film Stripping Podcast are uh, shutting it down at the end of this year. Sadly. Very sadly. Um, Erica is going to have a baby. And, you know, it's, it's just going to be a lot for him. Having, uh, having a newborn is... Uh, it's Probably one of the worst things imaginable. <laughs> it's, it's very time-consuming. Taxing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, there's no way that they would be able to continue doing this with any kind of sanity. Because my guess is any extra time they have, they're going to be fucking chilling. And, and sleeping. Uh, sleeping. And, and maybe just watching some movies for fun, which which good for them. Yeah. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode number 139. Dang. All right. Well, uh, you know what? Um, the people want Dilly Dally back. So let's not Dilly Dally and head over to the lobby because it's lobby time with Vince and Jack. everybody welcome to the movie mug and lobbies time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies but i still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime all right some quick hits number one a couple of weeks ago i talked about some themed sex toys and uh, i think it would have been a lot better if you'd have been able to see the sex toys so uh, the good news is you can head on over to moviemuggin.com and i've posted pictures of the sex toys on our website I, i'm gonna go look at them again all right uh number two we uh we have a new listener who reached out okay and uh, i don't know his name but I, but I think his initials are MW, and he's from Pennsylvania. So now we have Eric from California, Gary from Oklahoma, and uh, MW from Pennsylvania. So we only need 47 more of you from different states to reach out to us. That'd be cool. So MW, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I sent him some Moving Bug and Stickers, too. So, cool. So uh, I hope you, uh, you enjoy those. All right, next, real quick, um, Film Stripping has uh, given us a couple things to work on. One of them is uh, to come up with a five-member team for an apocalypse, people that we would want to help us to survive. And they also told us to come up with a, uh, a desert island band. And that just means, it doesn't mean the band will actually be there with you. It just means you have their whole discography, like on a never-ending iPod or something like that. But that kind of bummed me out because I was thinking I was going to be on the island chilling with the band as well. So I would like to throw that back on y'all to just add on to this, that I also want to know what band you would like on the island to chill with. And they would have all their instruments and and somehow be able to plug in their amps and all that stuff on that deserted island. So what band would you like to have on the deserted island with you? All right, next, we forgot to uh, wish Erica a happy birthday. Shame on us. Her birthday is one day before yours. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know the date. I knew her birth month was the same as yours, but I, I didn't know when it was. So we didn't really have time to to put anything together to send it to you. So we did the next best thing. We donated some money towards a special cause. Yes. And uh, here's that special cause. Hey, Erica, Vince and Jack wanted to wish you a happy belated birthday. This is for you. Hope you had a good one. 
<laughs> that gift kept on giving, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Holy shit. You're welcome. Yeah, no doubt. That is one of a kind. No one can ever purchase that exact fart again. No, it's like an NFT, right? Once it's uh-huh. been purchased, it belongs to you forever. I got chills, man. That brought a tear to my eye. It probably would bring tears to your eyes if you were actually there. I was going to say, it had a phantom stench. All right, let's, uh, let's hear that one more time. Hey, Erica, Vince and Jack wanted to wish you a happy belated birthday. This is for you. Hope you had a good one. Man, she's so talented. That was like nine parts. Was it? Yeah, it was so great because she she keeps on moving um, different positions to let let a little more out. There's the leg up. Oh, and no. now she's going to move forward a little bit and rock backwards a little bit. I mean, she's she's got it down. She's a pro. All right, so happy, happy birthday, Erica. I bet that ranks right up there with a uh, present to remember for the rest of your life. That versus the prison pocket pussy, I mean... Well, that wasn't for her. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure just seeing the, um, the, the smiles of joy on Chris's face when he uh, opened that package was, was probably also a gift. Oh, but, man. But, I'm fucking... I, we haven't done something like that in so long. I need another hidden talent to come out some, in, for, in a form of something that we can send them. Because that brought so much joy to me just making it. And listening to them open it was just fantastic. I need to hear that again. It's been too long. I don't remember what episode it was. Drats. Yeah. All right. Well, happy birthday, Erica. We we appreciate you. We do hope it was a good one. We're sorry that we missed it, but I think we more than made up for it with uh, with that. And finally, what do you say we get into a little uh, Ask Vince? Vince is a fucking genius. Is a what? A fucking genius. Thank you, Erica. <laughs> We're ready for that, were you? Well, the rockabilly's perfect. Uh, this is not going to be a normal segment in shows. Um, it's it, This is all about Ask Jack, but when film stripping asked me to do something, rest assured, uh, I'm going <laughs> to do it. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get into the question. I would like to ask Vince... And ask Vince. Oh, okay. Jack, chime in too, if you know. Yeah, of course. You know, but, uh, Vince, what I want to know is, what advice do you give an upcoming new father to a son um, to be able to maintain a close friendship relationship mm. with your son for a long time? He wants to know how to make a Jack. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not that I wouldn't mind, but Jack's Jack, and that's fine, you know? Uh, what I'm saying is just, like, it's to be able to see their relationship it's really and the way they communicate with each other, mm-hmm. I think it's something very special. Yeah. You know, so what do you think the qualities as a father and the actions that you take uh, help build that bond? And can you ask Olivia how she maintains her sanity with that? Dude, who said she's sane? She sounds the most sane. When Olivia is on the phone, she sounds the most put together. Ah. Ah. I'm just teasing. She probably is. Yeah. She could probably order through the drive-thru, too. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I killed it. You did. At the drive-thru tonight. Just 100% right. So do you do you think our relationship is beautiful? Would you describe our relationship as beautiful? Well, I mean, I don't really describe much as beautiful, but um, from the outside looking in, it's probably pretty damn good looking because I mean, we're both just people, oh. rather than you know what I mean. Like there's there's the teacher student. We're Homo sapiens. There's the teacher student relationship. No idea where you're going, but like. Whenever you have that teacher that's also just a, a person, like we're not just oh. father, son, we're both people together. <laughs> okay. Like we're able to talk like on the same level, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, like I- like whenever a teacher is like being a, a dick to you, they're being a teacher to a student. But like whenever you can just talk and like, yeah, I'm really ready for this weekend. Like y'all been wearing me out. 
And it's like, oh, yeah, what are you doing this week? When you actually talk to your, your people, you're just two people talking. Yeah, I, I get you. I get you. And, and really, I mean, I'm still your dad, but we're more, we're more friends yeah. these days than, than father and son. So it's, it's just it's a different dynamic the older that they get. But as far as what's the secret, um, I have been talking with my publisher, Simon & Schuster, about, uh, about my upcoming book, How to Raise the Perfect Child. And we're. Uh, I didn't know you were making that. Yeah, I've got the manuscript uh, written, and, you, and uh, just you know, I'm, I'm I'm making some some adjustments. So, did you purposely not consult me for that, or no, no, I, I didn't consult you. I <laughs> you might want my input ruined. Well, in your book. I'm I'm gonna let you write the forward, and <laughs> and I'm gonna stick some pictures of you in there. But but really, I can only give you just a little bit because my publisher just didn't want me to go all in and just tell you all the secrets. Um, it will be available early, uh, or I think mid-2022, uh, uh, anywhere uh, fine books are sold, Barnes & Nobles, uh, Amazon. And, uh, you know, Not you... Price books, <laughs> soon enough. You, you may receive a, an autographed copy. We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Buried in the, in the trunk in the garage sales. <laughs> <laughs> What's the secret? I, I don't know. I think, number one, have a mini-me. Because you know, when when you have a, a carbon copy, basically, I mean, it's it just goes. It's inevitable. Yeah, it's it's hereditary. And you know, and, and my little precious innocent son Jack started out probably like I did when I was a, a youngster, and then he hit a certain age, and, and <laughs> that hormone released, and and all that shit that 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 I put in there with my awesome sperm just kind of knocked loose, and uh, you know, he was Jack was born. But I also think. It's luck. There's luck in there that we're as similar as we are, you know? Like, we may have the same, like, brain chemistry stuff, but, like, I I did grow up with the friend group that I did. It's not like you taught me dark, nasty humor. I I went and learned that all myself, and it just so happens that you, that you also like it. Well, you say you went and learned it yourself, but it, I think you were more prone to be able to learn it easier and better. <laughs> like if I was a, a, a world-class mathematician, which we all know that I'm not, and I was just fantastic at, at all of the anometries, you know, whether it be cal- calculonometry or whatever, man, uh, I think that, you know, once you got into eighth grade and you took Algebra 1, it'd be like a breeze for you because you've already got those genes in there. So I think yeah, it was it was easily... Was susceptible to the, the dark grips of reality. Yeah, and, and I think your friends may have unlocked that in you, but then you soon exceeded them and just, you know, you, yeah. you, you got ahead in that race. It was a slingshot effect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it absolutely was. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like uh, LeBron James's kid is going to be a great basketball player. I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. That's true. But I, I think sharing common interests, I, I think finding things to do together at a young age, I think I, I think new experiences, like experiencing new things together is cool. Um, just building memories, um, starting a podcast. I, mm. I really think starting a podcast has just brought us even closer because it's something, you know, what other 21-year-old kid and his dad get together at least once a week and sit down and do something together? Certainly some, but most not a podcast, I'd yeah. say. And, and so we have this built in every single week, uh, a, a daddy and son date, basically. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Erica. <laughs> that was a, that didn't cost $10. <laughs> yeah, it was free. <laughs> I wonder why. Fucking week. You know, so let's talk about that fart just real, real quick. Okay. The one you just did? Well, no, not the one that I just did. Just. Like every now and then, like I'll have a really good fart, but I can't just follow it up two seconds later with another great fart and then another great fart. And then like a couple seconds later, another great fart. I, I cannot, I, I think Amy underscore fart 69 probably had a, a dad who was really good oh, at, at yeah. farting as well and kind of taught her the ways of the fart. But to get back to it, you know, one, one thing my dad did that I'll never forget I think I was like in sixth grade. He came and got me out of school early and took me to see Alien. Oh, that's awesome. Right? An R-rated movie, a scary fucking movie, and I'm like 12 years old or something like that, and I will never, ever forget that. I think he's forgotten it, but I will never forget Probably. that. That was a huge, huge memory. So any any little bonding activities that you can do is great, and any kind of 
moments where it's like, yeah, don't don't tell mom, you know, like maybe bump a line at some point <laughs> and go uh go uh watch a a Fast and Furious ninety seven or something. Yeah. Because I know y'all like those movies anyway, and I guarantee they'll still be making them when he's, you know, fifteen years old. But there's also wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you having a boy? I, I just now thought about that. You said about something about raising a son. So does that mean uh, that you are having a boy? That'll be fun. Did we know that? We didn't know that, did Less we? Less blood to deal with, at least. Did we know that? I don't think we knew that. What do you mean? Le- oh, what? Less Boys don't have periods. <sighs> Thanks, Jack. Well, you're asking me what. That is not something that I ever had to deal with. That's not like a parenting thing. Mm, I had mom. a... Not, what do you mean? Had to, she probably went to mom when she needed help. Yeah, probably. And not and, you, exactly. And, and I went to you when I needed help. But less blood. That's it, it was that's not anything that anybody a, would ever think. It was think. not a logical thought, as we were talking about earlier. Let's let's pop this balloon. Oh, it's pink. Ah, oh, damn, more blood. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> Where were we? Well, I mean, if it's a boy, congratulations. That's that's pretty And cool. if it's a girl. Also, congratulations. Yeah, just got to deal with the more blood. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Weirdest thing you've ever said. But what I was going to say is, you and mom are very different. Like, me and you have gone go-karting together. Me and mom, I, I could never see us going go-karting together just because she's not that type. Like, there's things, like, that are, like, forbidden activities with mom. Not that they're forbidden, but that it'll never happen. That you were that... Like that yeah, thing. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Like going to Six Flags. Mom didn't like that shit. But that was always your. And this is like if you've seen the Inside Out movie, like that we did, it's those core memories. I remember I've talked about it multiple times at work. I rode like the biggest ride there in first grade when I was just tall enough because my dad said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, that's awesome. Most people don't ride that for a long time. Because that thing has like 4.5 G's in the corkscrew. And that little first grader me was getting actually destroyed by that ride. But I'll always, I will never forget that. So have a, okay, let's do it attitude. So, but I don't know how, because you and mom, that's your dynamic. Y'all are both very different. You'll do some things and I guess she'll do some others. I feel like Erica's down for whatever though. But yeah, so I don't know what their dynamic, if it's the exact same. Chris, you'll... You know, you'll at least be able to teach him to write his name in the snow. <laughs> it doesn't take much time. I mean, you, you got to find the coordination that are that are just for y'all. And like, uh, yeah, mom, mom is like you've been the daredevilish type, and mom has been the I'm going to overbaby you type. <laughs> yeah, if you were to go downstairs right now and say, "Mommy, I'm hungry," she's be like, "What do you want?" Goose. Mm-hmm. She definitely is. <laughs> yeah, I'd take you out where you'd get your boo boos, and we'd come home, and she'd bandage up your boo boos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then get on to me later that day. Why you don't let him do that? And I, you, you'll be saying that to me on the way home, and I'll be like, "It was awesome, though." Yeah, but I'm gonna. <laughs> but it, but you, it happened recently. I know the other day. I, I can't like, remember what I'm it was. Get a talking to when I get home. Exactly. What was it? Oh, you, you took me to the liquor store. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> and you bought a big fucking bottle. It's yeah, like I I, mom can handle you bringing in a couple of shooters or something. But when you bring it's in like, that you want big me to fucking... go back like eight more times, yeah. like in the next like month. Yeah. Or do you want me to go there? <laughs> and get this massive thing, a handle of Tito's, and then not go back for a long time and just, you know, just kind of sip on it. Yeah, there there have been many of, don't tell your moms, there's been many <laughs> of, uh, I'm going to hear about this, but let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> yeah. Moments. I feel like that's the, like the stereotypical thing, though, of like moms and dads. Yeah, probably. That's like the stereotypical dynamic. It might just be because boys are just fucking stupid. And and they never grow out of that. <laughs> yeah. Like 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 Jack said, find some core memory things to do. Like my dad pulling me out of school to take me to see Alien. Fucking kick ass. If you can pull your kid out of school for something other than a orthodontist appointment or something and take him to do something cool, he will remember that the rest of his life. And he'll remember you taking him out of school early for like a fucking month. But if you go do something cool right after, yes, he'll <laughs> remember the, clearly. You're you're 52 and sixth grade. You're 12, 12 ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've held on to that for 40 years and not forgotten. My dad also bought me a motorcycle when I was like 10 years old. Did not discuss it with my mother. 
<laughs> of course um, he didn't. Disappeared on Christmas morning after we got done opening presents. And then the doorbell rang and I went to go answer it. And my dad's there just sitting on a little Yamaha 60, <laughs> kickstarted it and started revving it. And my mom had no idea. And she was pissed. She wasn't real happy. It was, uh, he probably got to talking to you later, but that's the dynamics in my mom and dad's house. My dad rules that. that that's what I was thinking. Cause yeah. mom talks to you. It's one thing. If, if Grammy is talking to grandpa, that's like a turn up the TV kind of moment. <laughs> yeah. And then it never gets talked about again. Yep. And yep. that was just all right. Uh, That's go make, just how it went. <laughs> go make me some dinner. Maybe we'll talk about it. And she never poisoned any of his food or anything. No. Like, it was just, I don't know how that worked. I really don't. It's a different generation. <laughs> how did they love each other? <laughs> because I know that's how it went. <laughs> that's just terrible. It's not. It's. It, but you she know was stay at home and he, right? My, or no, she did like substitute you teaching. You know, my mom is happy. You know, I know, but I, I could never just be a, happy a like that. It's a different generation. She enjoyed doing for the family. It is. You know? That is also a person-to-person thing, too. And my like, dad... Of course I wouldn't be happy doing that because I'm me. Yeah. And my dad worked two jobs for a long time, and she stayed home with us. And I mean, it was just a different generation. It, it was what it was, and, and my mom is was happy, and she still is. Mm-hmm. And they've been married 50... Something years. 50... I mean, again, there's a reason you're not a mathematician. And I'm, yeah. Because I'm not. Um, I don't know. You got anything to add on to it? I feel like we covered all the bases. Mm-hmm. I and mean, be a little daring, be a little reckless. Obviously, don't endanger either of your safety too much. No. Have fun, lev- healthy levels of danger and some of the things you do just for the fun of it. Do fun sh- is important. Fun is important. Do shit together. Watch movies together. Explore music together. Um, experience Draw monsters together. Yes, I'm still. We have to find those because mm-hmm. I've probably said it on here before. When I was a kid, he drew me these just like just like pen sketches on printer paper. Probably nothing special, but I remember looking at them like when I would go to the bathroom, like to take a shit because I'd sit on there forever. Yeah, I'd it, always take in things to to play with or look at. You did puzzles on the floor. I did a 100-piece Scooby-Doo puzzle. I used to take my Imaginex castle in there with my Mighty Beans, and I had a Navy SEAL Mighty Bean, and he would always kill everyone. <laughs> um, or I would go and have the Imaginex castle with my... I had these Star Wars toys, and like I'd have Greedo and Obi-Wan and the go- the Force Ghost of the Emperor. I was always so... like I would always imagine things like a lot of kids do. But I was just looking at your... I would. They had like three or four, and I would just look at them, and then once I was done, I'd look at the next one, just keep doing that, and just imagine things, or imagine them in color. I only remember one, and he has um, some sort of suit where he has the glass dome as a helmet, <laughs> and he's like like jellyfish-ish, and like he has like a tentacle or something hanging out of one of his arm, like sounds familiar. Armholes, like that's that's the only one I remember. Will you get it tattooed on you? Honestly, that would be cool. <laughs> My first thought was like, uh, no, but I mean, I want to see it again, and it is such a a big memory that I have. It's, it's weird how such tiny stuff impacts a child mm-hmm. because that was the fucking illest. And you had a song where. You hit the drum, one, boom, boom, two, boom, one, two, one, two, three, four. Puts his fucking ass to the mic and farts. And that was awesome, too. It was on my iPod Shuffle. Mm-hmm. I heard that in the shower, and it was awesome every time. Just I don't know. It's just such tiny things that take no effort can be number one. That are fun, that make them smile, that uh, stay with them forever. Kind of like uh, herpes. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, actually. See? Exactly. Have a mini-me. <laughs> All right, well, uh, anything else, you're going to have to order the book. Because uh, there's, there's you later... write it now. There's later chapters where I really break down a lot of the stuff that you need to do. The equations. Yep, in order in order to make it happen. So hopefully we gave you enough to chew on, and I'm, I'm glad that you think uh, our relationship is beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. And that was Ask Vince. Vince is a fucking genius. Is a what? 
a fucking genius. What was the context of that? Sorry, uh, I know you're about to talk, but I had to know. Okay, so it all has to do with uh, me coming up with the idea to pay a lady to fart and give us some <laughs> some publicity. Really? Yep. Well, yep. All right, you got anything else for the lobby? I do not. All right, well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie that Chris over at the Film Stripping podcast picked. Cool. All right, so today's movie came out in 2011. It is one hour and 41 minutes, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, and 90% of Google users like this movie. I did not look up the Mormon Mothers because I don't want to spoil anything. I don't know anything about this movie other than I saw what the genre is. Okay. So it's nothing that I've ever heard of. So uh, this movie is called The Raid Redemption. Never heard of it. Doesn't ring any bells? Nope. All right. Well, let's get right to it. Let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we're back after watching 2011's The Raid Redemption. Yep. Uh, Let me give the 50 Cent Tour. This movie is about a raid that takes place. It's a, um, a tactical unit, very precise tactical unit who goes into a big building. I guess there's a kingpin there, but they have, uh, they have different goals. The main leader, the lieutenant or whatever, he's, he's dirty. An old man. Yeah. He, he has the goal, I guess, of get, getting rid of the main guy. So another drug Lord can take over or something. So, uh, what it seems like to me, based off of the monologue, the main villain guy had at the end was that the lieutenant, was told to go there to make someone it would make someone rich and that he would be promised to spot up with all of these guys these bad guys making tons of money obviously got played but there's that and basically all the other cops they're they're just like a SWAT team basically yeah, yeah. um one of them was there to fuck everything up one of them was there to specifically get his brother who had joined the crime um, legion? Okay, <laughs> I, I was thinking unit. I, I just uh, a word did crime not come unit. to me. Crime unit is the good guys. Well, the crime legion. Gotcha. Yes. What about the blood pack? We could just call them the blood pack for for lack of a better. No, no. So they go in to raid this place, and they just start. Uh, it, it was kind of like dread. They mm-hmm. go into this high rise building. And they get stuck in there, and they have to fight their way through the different floors. It was the a lot like the, Dread as far as that went, except oh, yeah. uh, Mama was a guy, and there was no slow-mo drugs. And the whole movie took place inside of that building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, so, good for them. If you can pull that off, it can be really good. A lot of shooting, a lot of hand-to-hand, and then a pretty anticlimactic ending. Yes. All right, let's see what the internet has to say. A rookie member of an elite team of commandos is instructed to hang back while his comrades in arms go ahead with their mission to take down a brutal crime lord called Tama. However, the team's cover is blown and Tama offers sanctuary to every criminal in his high-rise apartment block in exchange for the cops' heads. Now Rama must take command and lead his remaining team on an ultra-violent charge through the building to complete and survive the mission. This was, this was dread. I mean, you can compare it. But it's like, I don't, I, I want to maintain the fact that Dread is way better. Okay. <laughs> I like, these are the same premise, basically. Uh, just a bunch of different groups of criminals, all based inside of one building with one person as their leader. And they fuck up any cop force, I guess, a force for good. Mm-hmm. Dread. Because, yeah. Yeah, so like they're the same concept and everything. Do you think you would have enjoyed it more had you not seen Dread? Did you find yourself no. comparing it to Dread? No. Okay. I, I didn't think about Dread except for I made a comment like, oh, they're going to get stuck in there or something. Like early on, that was the last time I thought about it. Yeah, it's fun to watch a commando team that is so together. Yeah, they and, like split off perfectly when they uh-huh. were going in. Yeah. And they just know what to do. It's like they've trained forever and they know all the hand signals and... They're fluid as hell. Yes. That, that's fun to watch. So once they got in the building, they were going room to room and tying people up and putting tape over their mouth just from floor to floor. And I think once they got to about the fifth floor, a little kid sees them and uh, he yells police and another kid sees them and he hits the alarm. He No, the intercom. 
So everyone, every every higher up person hears police and is oh, fuck. You're right. The now it's fast paced. This was a stealth mission, and now it's about to be a fucking bullet hell. And it was. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, the shootouts they had were fucking intense at the very very beginning. Yeah, the whenever the people were above them shooting down, mm-hmm. that was really good. Yeah, yeah, and. The commandos are going into rooms. They're chopping holes in the floor to drop down into other other rooms to try to get away. This is like 300, by the way. <laughs> fucking 300 Spartans versus was a million Persians or whatever. Same fucking concept there, too. They, there's like... So if, it, if there were 18 dead and then three survived, including the dirty lieutenant, then that would be 21. So 21 people versus like hundreds, seemingly, of these criminals okay so dread 300 and just a a a pinch of the warriors because you you had kind of almost different gangs like on one floor yeah you just had the just the crazy people who didn't seem to have anything just their fists then on another floor you had the machete boys i'm just going to call them the machete boys it was just all these dudes walking around with machetes then you had the ones with guns and and they kind of had to fight their way through the through the different ones Mm mm-hmm and sometimes the other gangs, like uh, the crazy ones, like main character beat the shit out of all of them. And there's one still alive, and the machete gang leader just starts chopping some dude up who's on the ground, who's another criminal. Yeah, that was weird. It I was guess it was stupid. Just, guess it was just showing how just sick and twisted and ruthless he was. I guess he was also like the bear Jew. Like yeah, he, but with the machete yeah, instead. Yeah, he's walking down the hall. There's like three cops because they'd all got split up. There's three cops just hunkered in like this little shower area. And he's just walking down the hall, just tapping his machete on the wall like he's coming for him, which is stupid. Wouldn't you try to be stealthy if you're walking down the hall and you're just waiting yeah. for some cops who have guns and stuff to, to pop out? Yeah. Absolutely. So what did you think of the hand-to-hand combat in this movie? <sighs> I didn't much care for it. Me neither. Like, I I will applaud them for having these extremely choreographed fight scenes while mostly maintaining a realistic look to it. Like, it it wasn't like Matrix. Like, I I just watched Matrix 2 recently. It looked horrible. The the hand-to-hand combat, it it just... In the Matrix or this? In the Matrix. Okay. It looked like that they, they did it really slowly and then they like sped it up to regular speed for the movie because it just looked like play fighting with a little kid and you have you both have a fucking medieval looking weapon or whatever. You're like, ah, ah. You just keep alternating sides. This movie, it still looked pretty good. It just went on way too long. Forever. Because Guy found his brother. So there's the crime lord. And his two right and left hand men. Henchmen. Henchmen. Goons, yes. Um, one is main character's brother, and the other one is Mad Dog. He's like five foot two, and he can beat anyone in a fight, and he can get shot in the head four times and keep fighting. It, it was ridiculous. Like he was a cool character until he wasn't. And so the the brothers were fighting him, and good grief, man. Like that must have been like 15 minutes. I wrote down that I zoned out during the 20-minute boss fight because I did. I just I realized at one point, oh, I'm not paying attention, and I don't know how long I wasn't paying attention. It just kind of it kind of lost me. And did you the beating these people took and they could still get up? I mean, they'd been thrown on the concrete floor like 15 times each. Mm-hmm. They've been punched and kicked in the face 97 times each. Yeah. And and then in the end, when they end up killing the bad guy and they get up and walk off, they're just walking, you know, a little bit slower. I fucking walk slower when I do yard work over the weekend, right? When when I fucking yeah. get up after that, like out of the recliner, after I've been resting for 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, gosh. And I have to put my fucking hand on the back of my hip while I walk mm. to the bathroom. And these guys are just... It's ridiculous. I know. it. <laughs> those fights... Look, choreography... Choreography. I was like, wait a minute. That didn't sound right. Yeah, the choreography, I, I can't even imagine the hours of rehearsal that it took to do this movie. I feel like the rehearsal, they had to do that for like years before they yeah. actually started filming this thing because it was just so much. So, so, so much. Fast. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. But this also fell into the 
typical fighting one guy at a time, maybe two at the most. And when you're fighting one guy, the other guy's just kind of standing behind you waiting. And then you turn around and punch him yeah. a couple times. And then you turn around and... Not in the hallway. Y- yeah. I yeah. Mean, but he was fighting more than two people at once, but they still did mostly take turns. They but pretty there, much But there would turns. be times where he's like still in the middle of beating up one of them and he has to react to the other one while his back's to them. So it wasn't like truly like, all right, I snapped this guy's neck. The, do the Bruce Lee like, come here, little pussy. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't like there's a circle around them and they just waited for each other to get hurt or That's killed. That's true. That's true. They, they still... It was basically like that because anytime someone else would jump him, he would be perfectly ready for a transition from elbowing this guy in the back to like blocking the other guy's attack. Like it was always smooth, a smooth transition. So it made it seem less like that. How many people do you think he fought hand to hand? I don't know, man. Throughout this movie, a lot. Like 50? I feel like he fought... Ballpark, that sounds about yeah, right. I feel like in the hallway alone, which I did kind of like that it was just filled with bodies yeah. after he went through them. That, that was kind of cool. But I feel like that was probably, what, 17 or 18 right there. I was not satisfied with the blood in this movie <laughs> whatsoever. And there was a decent amount, like when people were getting shot, it was going everywhere. But it was CGI as well, a lot of it. Like if, Like the guys in the SWAT van... The first one died. Yeah. And then the second guy is doing doing the fucking shoulder thing. And it just looked like like Microsoft, like default blood effect or something. But those are entrance wounds too. And entrance wounds are never, I mean, unless it's just like a they don't 50 caliber or something with blood like that. Like that. Uh, if you could have seen his know. back though. But it's like, uh, it just, that bothered me. And just watching people take so much punishment that really took me out of this movie. Um, I mean, maybe he was playing this to kind of prey at my my weakness towards cool fighting. Oh, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was cool. It was just way too much. And whenever the two brothers were fighting Mad Dog, like they got this like glass tube that was all like jagged. It's a they, fluorescent light. They shoved it in his neck mm-hmm. and he kept fighting. Yeah. Nope, you were bleeding out. From, like, the start of that going... The place they put that... He's a mad dog, though. He wasn't on drugs. (laughs) If he was on, like, ultra adrenaline, yeah, sure, keep fighting. You got a fucking long piece of glass fucking jabbed into your neck. And it's a tube. So you have become the human faucet at that point. I barely saw any blood go out of it. Like, it was so dumb that he didn't die. And then he used the fluorescent light at the end to kind of carve around his throat. Those things fucking break really, really easy. And then whenever the... You were talking about how they just kind of start walking away. Right. Whenever they shut the door, the next... It cuts, and the next thing... They're sprinting up a staircase. Right. Y'all just physically fought for fucking double-digit minutes. Yeah. You... (laughs) And you, you guys st- are laying down there for a while. You still have all your teeth. Your faces aren't swollen at all. No. There's no fucking way after getting slammed into walls and concrete and just getting kicked so many times in the face. In the, I mean, the, when he fucking walked in, his brother was hung up by his arms and he'd been punched in the fucking ribs. Like, we, we'd heard it like 12, 13 times. You and, don't recover yeah. from that. And then you get into this full-on 20-minute fight. It was debilitating to watch. It, it was. It, it, After it was, a while, it just made me feel tired. Right? Yeah, it, it really it really did. It really did. I loved the beginning with all the guns and then them cutting holes in the floor with axes and jumping down. I just thought that was wonderful. And then they made the fucking bomb out of like a propane tank and threw it in a refrigerator and threw a grenade in there and it just blew a whole bunch of people up. They opened the door of the fridge towards the the door of the room to blow outward. That was awesome. I love the gun noises in this too. They they chose noises that like it didn't really make sense because like there there are four or five guys up on like the roof of the building. Well not quite just on an upper floor shooting them. And you've seen like like war footage 
you know, right? And you, there's like the echoey, like further away sounding shots, like a big gun is getting shot like five mm-hmm. miles that way. Yeah. They use like one of those noises, like really like, but like louder in the in this little building corridor they were in or whatever. And I love that noise. I do too. It didn't make sense there, but I was like, fuck yeah. It just all sounded good and it was awesome. And the clips were unlimited, which I was fine with. But they just... I thought about it, but I was fine with it, too. Yeah, but I'm a lot more fine with Infinite Clip than, like, they had knives, and they, like, both dropped them, and one his buddy was going to reach for it, and he's like, leave it! No, the fuck you don't! I know. I thought you were, like, a, an elite soldier guy. You're like, uh, well, you know, the weapon's sitting right at my feet. Oh, I don't have fucking the microsecond it takes to bend down and pick it up. I don't have that kind of time. I got to go fucking Krav Maga some people. Like, they left so many assault rifles, so many pistols, so many sharp objects, fucking machetes, military knives, just regular knives. It was despicable. That's another thing I just can't handle, especially if you're just going to overwhelm me with probably total in this movie about 40 minutes of just straight hand-to-hand combat. Give me scenes where the main character is trying to fight off a massive amount of enemies in one room. Like the drug lab. There's like 20 guys in there. Give me the same scene as the man from nowhere where he has a knife and these guys don't. And he's just being elite as fuck. Like moving in and out of them. Stab him in the neck real quick. Like block a guy like that with your forearm. Stab him like four times in the chest. Push him away. And like just keep like fighting off the zombie horde. That would have been infinitely more entertaining especially like and it was the scene before the 20 minute fucking other scene yeah the 20 minute boss fight what the lab yeah 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 because they're fighting oh they they, just got find the stairs oh here's fucking more there's like 30 minutes just stuck together of this hand-to-hand combat with which I didn't, I, I I did enjoy the noise at first, but they just kind of kept using the same noise for every impact, and I started to get annoyed. Because <laughs> it's like, dude, like, I don't even remember, I can't hear it in my head right now. But it started to get tiresome, that part too. Yeah, the hand-to-hand combat was, uh, all right, time out, I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm ready, like, let's I get back to some break. guns or something. Yeah, it was it was a little much. It was it was a lot of much. It was a lot of much. The the first half of this movie, that's when all the cool shit was. The first half of this movie, there were there was a scene, which, well, I'll, I'll save that for my favorite part because it was my favorite part. But there were scenes like when when after an explosion, I, I like it when all you can hear is ears ringing, and Me too. You, everything else is muffled. The whole room was like powdery white too because all the dust and the. The plaster that blew open it was just, it was hard to see. It was impossible to hear. It's all, that always adds so much effect to the movie. But also the first half of the movie, uh, this, uh, this pun is not intended, but you had feelings of dread. When, like, when they're in the truck on the way? No, like whenever they're first going in, you're tense and you're like, oh shit, like this is, I don't know what to expect. They get inside and they're just kind of, going from room to room. You didn't know what to expect. It was a little spooky because you're like, oh, shit, like, I wouldn't want to be clearing the rooms like this. And then it dropped all that in exchange for Invincible main character. It would have been nice if he had ever got a wound. Well, he did. He got... He got a machete sliced through his cheek at one point. Okay, it's sliced through his cheek. Is like It's like a paper cut, though. A little more like, than that. It, it was wider because it's a fucking machete, but it didn't go deep. It was like the like a bullet graze, but not even as bad as a bullet graze. Otherwise he got punched and somehow he had blood all like around his mouth at the end. Like it, it just pissed me off that he didn't even get hurt. He got a scratch on his cheek and that was it. And then he got tired like once. You know who would have been really good in this movie? And and I read this the other day, ex president Donald Trump. What? So I read this the other day. Donald Trump awarded honorary ninth degree Taekwondo black belt. Honorary to yeah. me means not real. No, it's absolutely not real. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you look at that guy. That guy fucking can't do a sit up. 
He's not going to, there's no fucking way he could do a kick or anything like that. But it says, uh, Donald Trump is now a Taekwondo black belt, uh, despite never having actually practiced Taekwondo at all. Is this on the onion? No, no, this is real life, Jack. This is real. Who gave it to him? Uh, the, um, let's see. It says, um, I don't know how to pronounce this. It looks like Kukiwon. A Taekwondo governing body based in South Korea presented the former president with an honorary ninth Dan black belt. How? At his Malargo resort in Palm Beach. It's just like. And why? He's like. People can get like honorary doctorates for doing fucking nothing except being somebody that somebody likes. Well. How, how fucking pissed would you be if you're like this eighth degree black belt in Taekwondo and you've been fucking busting your ass to become ninth and they just fucking award it uh, to somebody like Donald Trump? I know I wouldn't I wouldn't be salty about that because he's not a black belt. Exactly. So it's like I and mean, some people be like what the hell he didn't even earn it. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? He earned a fake title, you know? But it's a title An that actual, you've been striving for your whole life and then they give it, it to that, that guy. That wouldn't bother me because it's like, you know what? Well, if if he's such a good black belt, why doesn't he fucking fight me? And then I snap his neck with my feet, you know? I do one of those cool moves. I'm spinning through the air like a drill bit, and I kick him in the chest twice. But you know he's also that kind of guy who now would talk shit that he could beat up anybody. Because he he fucking... Dude, he fucking believes that he's a fucking ninth degree black belt now. I guarantee it. I don't know. If he had Twitter still, he'd be talking so much shit. Well, about about how he could uh, how far he could kick Sleepy Joe. I could just see it in all caps on his Twitter. Let's see. Um, so his special pressure point choke holds. So he now a- outranks uh, martial arts champion Chuck Norris, who who never advanced uh, his eighth degree Taekwondo black belt. So mm. officially, Donald Trump has a higher black belt in Taekwondo than the legendary Chuck Norris. I think the two should fight. Oh, yeah, they're I, around the same ish. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Make that a fucking pay-per-view, the, the amount of money that you would make. Oh, my gosh. And, and the amount of people who, who think Donald Trump would actually stand a chance. Just I, to get my ass whooped once. Oh, easy. If I had a massive name like both of them, both of them are worldwide known names. If they fought, how many millions and millions and millions would get put into that? Oh. Fucking billions, maybe. I mean, I think the- if I was Donald Trump, absolutely I'd do it because I'm gonna get my ass whooped. But one is by Chuck Norris, and two, I'm getting a fuckload of money for it. I get for that amount of money, I'll get my ass whooped multiple times. Donald Trump would never get anything where he thought he was gonna lose, and even if he lost, he'd be like, "That I didn't really lose." I uh, it's, he, it's he, like he's almost done that before. I, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that was a, a cheating kick to my to my face, and it didn't even hurt, right? Yeah, I got, they didn't I, count all the tickets before the event. <laughs> yeah, but dude, that would there be would there ever in the history of the world be a pay per view that made more money than Chuck Norris versus Donald Trump in a fucking cage match? Or you could do like Donald Trump versus uh, the North Korea guy. Oh, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say ill, but ill was his dad. But yeah, I think Kim Jong-un versus Donald Trump would be a pretty popular match to watch. How do you, What do you think the pay-per-view cost would be? <laughs> Normally it's something like 50 bucks, right? Uh, like, a, like a McGregor fight? Yeah, 65, something like that. Not, not for sure. I've never bought pay-per-view. No, I haven't either. I, I went to a friend's house one time to watch like Oscar De La Hoya, and we each picked pitched in like 30 bucks or something like that to watch it. That's the way you do it. You get together with some friends and yeah. you, you throw in 10, 15 bucks. But I, I don't know. Like 2800 <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to get together with that many people to, to watch it. No. I would pay... You could just bootleg it. I've, I've, I've bootlegged paper well, a lot, yeah, live fights. That's true. I've seen live... It was like the, the last Mike Tyson one or something. I, I watched on... Or maybe it was uh, Mayweather versus someone else. I don't remember. Yeah, that's what it was. We we watched it online. I, I wouldn't want it to get cut off because sometimes those streamings get cut off, and yep. then you got to go find something else. And I want to watch find it another streaming site that hasn't been cut off yet. I want to watch it on my big screen TV and HD, and like I got front row fucking seats. Yeah, I would personally shell out two fifty to watch it. Donald Trump versus Kim Jong Un or Chuck Norris. 
But like the other one is like two large toddlers waddling around <laughs> in their, their their respective outfits fighting each other. That's what that would look like. Maybe that's what should happen when when you have two countries who are kind of bowing up to each other. You should just post up. Yeah, throw throw a couple of them in the ring together and and just let them get those aggressions out. All that shit you're talking, bitch. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> All right, so the the main guy, he meets up with his brother. His brother is like the number two or number three henchman, and uh, they talk for a little bit. He's like, I'm here to bring you home. And the brother's like, I don't want to go home. I'm good at being a criminal. Tells him he's going to be an uncle. Then the brother pretty much says, all right, you're, uh, you know, just uh, good luck getting out of here. And, and he leaves. And then the bad guy, the top boss, figures out that he was talking to his brother and he gets stabbed in the hand, and uh, in, in the end, they they fight the main guy. You know, just all the bad people die, and then yeah. it's just the brothers and the crime brothers. Like, all right, see you later. Mm-hmm. And the other ones like, yep, bye. Yeah. And then the movie ends. Yeah. And they they don't go together. They part ways again. All right. What do you say we pause for just a moment and get into a little Ask Jack? Uh, uh, uh. Team Jack. Team Jack. Team Jack. Team Jack. I like that. Do you? I do not. That's fine. But their their last episode, they they kept on talking about our our podcasting BFFs over at Movie Muggin, Jack and Vince, and then they'd go, Team Jack. <laughs> they know just how to get fucking under your nails. Under your skin. What the under your nails, what the hell? All right, so what you got for me? Uh let's see. Let's go with this. Jack! (laughs) Tell me about the Jack action figure. If I went down to the store and went to buy the Jack action figure, what does that sucker look like? What clothes is he wearing? Is it like your like is it does it look like your typical G.I. Joe or is it more of like a poised like statue type of figure mm-hmm. like the McFarlane toys? Does it come with accessories? Mm-hmm. What accessories? What accessories? Does it have like uh you know like a vehicle that he jumps into? Ooh, a vehicle. Now I'm not saying create your own superhero, just you know, if I'm gonna go down to the store and pick out my Jack action hero. What does it look like? What does it come with? What kind of accessories can I get with it? Do you think he's eating pizza? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what I got for you. Okay. So my first thoughts are for my weapon, I can have like a stainless steel prison pocket pussy. I can just blunt force trauma straight through people's heads with. Will I have a chain connected to it? Uh, Sure. A detachable or retractable chain. In case I just want to hold it and gong like a rock, like like that girl from uh, Kill Bill who had that thing on the chain and she kept a oh her, yep. yeah, I think it'd be funny to have just like a suction cup dildo <laughs> as a distraction because like I can throw it, it'll stick to them. They'll be like, "What the heck?" And then I come flying down from the top of a building, holding my prison pocket pussy in both hands and gong. There is never not a time where a suction cup dildo will not be a distraction. Never. Yeah, that's true. So I li- I like it. You so you distract him with the suction cup dildo or the celery from MacGruber. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen MacGruber, uh, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, M- MacGruber. He decides it's really really funny. I I would not have thought that that movie would have really had any redeeming qualities, <laughs> but we laughed out loud several times. But there was a scene where he's like, "I'll distract him," and he pulls down his pants. And he shoves a stick of celery up his ass, and he's, like, walking back and forth. Yeah, like, look at me, look at me, and everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> um, My clothes, uh, I'd probably be wearing uh, the clothes I normally wear. I'd have some uh, black and white authentic Van Pros, or Van Shoes, so authentic Pros, black, white, size eight and a half. Probably some tall socks, probably some tall white ones or tall black ones, uh, some black shorts. It wouldn't just be in its underwear like you are all day unless no. you leave the house? No, not this. You know this this shirt I'm wearing uh, that you, I always wear? You always wear black shirt well, black the, shorts. This is one that has the Reaper, the Grim Reaper head on the back. I'd probably wear that one. So I'm, I'm wearing all black. I got a stainless steel pocket pussy retractable flail. 
and I've got a suction cup dildo. Um, I would want like a really fast, and I'd be like GI Joe. You'd be able to move my elbows and my knees, and like turn my head and my hands three hundred sixty degrees. You'd be able to do whatever. Would one of your one of your hands like 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 be circular like that? Like you could hold anything. Like a like Lego you, guy? Well, yeah, like you, you put it up in front of the crotch and you like move this lever on its back and it just moves back and forth in the <laughs> jack-off motion. That would be funny. Um, <laughs> just so you could Spider-Man your... Uh, I, I could also like have a fucking wallop. Like, you know, and you like charge up the fist in circles and mm-hmm. like it could make me go far like across your... Your kitchen floor or whatever. So as much as you like blood and violence, to just have a suction cup dildo and a prison pocket pussy on a flail, that seems that not... you're lacking in your utility belt. Okay, a prison pocket pussy, that is not only what I said. It is fucking heavy. Okay, it's, it's made of pure steel. metal. Gotcha. If I'm swinging that and it hits you in the head, it's going to take the whole top half of your head off. What about for... That would be pretty bloody. What about for closed quarters? Um... What about a butterfly knife? You're a big fan yes, of butterfly yes, knives. Yes, I need. Yes, I need a really nice one, like the one you got from the gun show. The, uh, no, the real no. Was it a what? What? Uh, what the, brand was, was that? A fake Benchmade. This is thirty dollars. This is my only real one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd want one of those because that that also serves a distraction. I can just be doing my tricks and mm-hmm. they're like, wow, and then I shoot them in the head. After you're done killing people, would you then come home and fuck your prison pocket pussy and tell it what a good job so it did? So maybe there's a button on it <laughs> somewhere that can turn it into not metal, it is, and then I'll fuck that, and then I'll <laughs> it starts doing it the back. suction noise. <laughs> I'll <laughs> I'll turn it back metal, and then I'll you know kill you people. You could also leave it out as a trap. You could just have it around the corner, and like, <laughs> a guy comes around the corner. He's like, "Hey!" Oh, and he starts fucking it, and I turn it metal, and he's like, "I can't get it off." <laughs> then you walk around the corner with he's your like, "Give me the launch knife. codes, and I'll let your dick free." So, what about anything like a mask or a hat or a, no, anything? No, I just wear my black shirt, black shorts, white or black socks, and my black and white shoes that I always wear. No, like a like a, a black like smear underneath one of your eyes or anything or or no no i just have my glasses on and well your glasses could have some kind of cool spy gadgets on it or something or you could like press a button and, x-ray and vision x-ray vision there you go yep okay all right to see where criminals are in buildings nothing else exactly what what else is there to do with x-ray vision uh, i guess nothing dude when i was a kid and i would read comic books and there'd be like something in, in the back about the, there was all sorts of bullshit that you could buy. That was all lies and bullshit. I yeah. guess back when they could lie and bullshit kids, <laughs> but they had x-ray glasses in there and it was like, Oh man, I want x-ray glasses. And, and it wasn't for any good reasons at all. It was mainly oh, to yeah. see, see boobies, what color, uh, yeah. What, see if the uh, carpet matched the drapes. What? I don't know what that means. I have it's just never heard that before. I just heard it before, and I just I said it hoping you would know what it meant. Well, I mean, it meant, I mean <laughs> carpet could probably be used for uh, that area above the vagina, and the drapes, the beef curtains, maybe? I don't know. The beef curtains? What are beef curtains? Let me get a good explanation. Well, now you tell me. Beef curtains? Now, I want to hear your explanation before you look it up. Come on, man. Uh, well, I don't know any words for it. It's just like, it's one of those things that is degrading <laughs> that I heard in middle school. And it's like, like, you know, like <laughs> there was this girl who someone compared to an Arby's sandwich. Oh. The the beef curtains, yeah. Just the, uh. And sometimes like. The. I, They'll uh, hang down or some shit. I mean, let me fucking the, the vagina. Urban. The vagina is what you're referring to, I believe. Urban Dictionary. Let me look up beef curtains <laughs> because I've never looked it up. The cruel term for long hanging inner labia. <laughs> Despite popular belief, it cannot be caused by repeated insertion of a dick. Those who have them are simply born with them. Did you see the beef curtains on that girl? Hell yeah, I did. Let them hang, girl. <laughs> hey, I personally would have no problem with beef curtains. 
I mean, yeah, what do I, mean, I it, care? It, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Give me something more like beef jerky-ish to, to taste <laughs> while I'm down there. So that wouldn't make any sense for the beef I know, curtains yeah, to, the, to match the carpet. For the yeah, carpet to match the drapes. That doesn't... We're talking like... It, it makes sense, but not not not... It makes sense to say it about the x-ray vision thing. Not not in the beef curtain uh, context. So how? Would, but I don't know how it made sense in my head because it doesn't make sense. Well, the answer is: How would you know if somebody was a natural blonde or a natural well, redhead? You look at their pubes, and you match that with what? Their curtains, <laughs> which are what? No, their drapes, which are their hair. Yeah, yeah. So you you see somebody with blonde hair, and you Do blonde people always have blonde pubes. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. If you're blonde out there, uh, hit us up, moviemugging at gmail.com. Let us know if your uh, pubes are also blonde. Because I'm pretty sure Ginger, <laughs> I guess you could probably let me know on that one. But <laughs> I'm not going to. I immediately regretted. <laughs> How are you feeling over there now? Uh, like going. Ah, uh, that was Ask Jack. Uh, uh, uh. Team Jack. Team Jack. Team Jack. Team Jack. That's awesome. <sighs> All right, let's get into favorite parts. Uh, probably that gunfight at the beginning. So basically, the way this place was set up was there's a massive like hole in the middle of the building. And there's like the railings, like dread. Yeah, and they were fighting on different levels, shooting at each other. I love the gun noises. It was really dark, and the like. The criminals, I guess, were. It looked like they were waiting for like better vision, so they baited. So like the, the fucking doorknob started wiggling, so all the fucking SWAT guys went over there, and one guy shot early, and it lit up the room. And then it was like, all right, game on. We can see y'all. We know where to spray now. Boom. Massive firefight. That was a really cool scene. That was the best scene in the movie. I don't know about that. My favorite part, and I was going to say I kind of have two, and and that was going to be one of them. I really, really liked it when he found out that all these people were in the building, and he's like, I'm going to call the neighbors. And then there was this really fucking kick-ass music, and you see these two guys walking with their weapons, and you know they're snipers. They had snipers, like, wrapped up in, like, towels. But it was awesome music. They didn't walk in slow-mo. That would have been cooler, but it, but it still worked. And then they just set up, and they just started shooting people. But uh, I loved the music that went with it. It was kind of... It wasn't a montage, but it had that montage feel to it, mm-hmm. and that was, that was my favorite part. Music right. was very hit or miss in this movie. It, exactly. Like, there are... Plenty of parts where I remember like digging it and plenty of parts where I was like, this sounds like really like corny. But I think without the music, it would have been worse. Oh, absolutely. I think they, especially because the fucking scenes were were so long and the music they normally threw in was upbeat and fast and kind of helped with the chaotic feel. It was like techno-ish. Yeah. But without the music, it would have, I think it would have been even, even harder to, to sit through a lot of that. All right. Bucket of chicken. Mm, the person who had the patience to go through with all the choreography for fighting. Yeah, I have to give it to the choreographer as well. Just the amount of hours that that took. They did so much more than they actually needed to do. I'm sure if they watched it and came to the same conclusion that we have, they're fucking so mad that they wasted weeks extra of their life working on it. All right, score time. I'm going to go with 64. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like, I don't know, it wasn't very good. But it wasn't so bad that it was not close to a C. I loved the first half. I really, really loved all the fighting and just the way that they were getting away and just how precise they were. It was a lot of fun to watch. If they'd have stayed with that the whole movie, I would have definitely, oh man, this would have been this would have been pretty high. But they didn't, and then it just got into... A lot of hand-to-hand when, like you said, there were still a lot of guns available on the floor yeah. and knives and machetes, but they just decided to go hand-to-hand. And, and it also had the cliche bad guy who's got a gun to somebody's head, and then they put down the gun and take out the mag, and they're like, I'd rather fight 
with my hands. It's, it's like more of a rush. Come on, man. That has been done. I'm good if that's not done anymore. I'm going to give it a 75. I'm going to pass it just based on the first half of it. All right. All right. You got anything else for this first episode of the movie mugging, film stripping, extravaganza, bonanza, palooza crossover? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We appreciate you. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at MovieMuggin. If you'd like to email us, MovieMuggin at gmail.com. Did have somebody reach out to me the other day. said, if you're still giving away those stickers, hit me up. All you got to do is hit me up. And I will send them out until I run out. And then there will be more. Yeah, and then then I'll buy some more. They'll re-up. So if you want a sticker, hit me up. And especially if you're not from Pennsylvania, Oklahoma, or California. Yes. We need some Louisiana boys out there. We need uh, Montana. A, a nice lady from Nevada to uh, to hit us up. We're, we're ready to give out some more of those uh, very, very original nicknames that we like to give. Them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in, and you have yourself a movie mugging day. Bye. One, two.